perfectionism can be one of those nasty bugs that can bite us and keeps us from living out the plan that God has given us, keeps us from moving forward in health and gets us into some pretty bad spots. Today, we're going to unpack perfectionism on today's show. Welcome to Hope and Recovery, a Fellowship Celebrate Recovery podcast. This is a podcast that we hope will bring you hope and encouragement through life change stories, recovery topics to help us to find health mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, and even relationally. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. And my name is Rodney. I'm the ministry leader of Celebrate Recovery, a ministry where Jesus, through the Beatitudes, helps us to face our hurts, hangups, and habits, and even focus on repairing some of those broken relationships in our lives so that we can live out the plan that he has for us in our life. To be reminded that we're not alone. Hey, thanks for being with us today. Thank you, as always, for the the high ratings you're giving us and sharing this podcast so we can reach more people. Uh, Glad you joined us again today. Um, Today's topic um, is is one that um, my wife and I have unpacked a little bit, even even globally, as we've talked uh, at conferences, we've talked about this. And I'm so excited that I get to invite my sweet bride. Uh, Carol Holmstrom on to the podcast. Carol, welcome. Thank you. Why don't you introduce yourself and and we'll jump into a conversation. Sure. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus and I struggle with control, perfectionism, and depression. And my name is Carol. Hey, Carol. And Carol is my wife and and we've been doing ministry um, for those listening, uh, maybe for the first time. Uh, we've been uh, working in ministry for 18 years together here at Celebrate Recovery at Fellowship Bible Church, Rogers Celebrate Recovery. And um, so, Carol, we've talked about this, this, this perfectionistic uh, bug that can kind of bite us and uh, kind of get stuck in this you know, we say it all the time with our leaders to not not get stuck in the mindset of um, being perfect. God doesn't want us to strive for perfection. He just wants us to move into a space of uh, trying to be in a space of excellence. But what is how has perfectionism been one of those things uh, for you that's gotten you stuck in your recovery? Yeah, sure. So I think just uh, as a as a backstory, just my entire life, I've I've struggled with it, but it really wasn't until recovery, and I was kind of faced with some, you know, other people even that I bumped up against that struggled with that, that I really came to uh, realize that this is a real problem in my life, and just the way that it had affected just all things in my life, whether that was as a mother, you know, as a wife, as, you know, an employee and all those things. And so, um, it's definitely played itself out, um, in many ways, but I think one of the biggest ways that I've seen it play itself out is just through, um, my struggles with control. Hmm. Yeah. So control that that's interesting. Cause that is that is a common thread through perfectionism. We become very rigid. Um, 
even with our, it kind of starts with ourself. We're rigid with ourself. Um, we get stuck in this mindset of woulda, coulda, shoulda. When we make a mistake, the message, um, and that's one of my struggles too, is the message that we take in is you are a failure. And uh, that's not really what God's design is there. So I love that you said that. So that rigidity within myself, trying to control myself, um, begins to bleed out on other people and trying to control other people. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, I think even too, just from the standpoint of, you know, I'm a very type A personality. I'm, I'm very task oriented and all those things. And so that rigidity that you talked about is so tied into, into all of that. And so, you know, being able to control situations, Mm. um, means that, that I can control the outcome and I can control how people see me because I am the one who did this. And that's so, um, got tied into my identity. Um, you know, who I was, um, as a person is very much tied to what I did and how well I did it. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what would that look like practically then for your life when, when things, because we, we are broken people and we're going to make mistakes. Um, when things that you were trying to maintain perfection to, to keep your hands around to make sure that they didn't fall apart when things would just even the most practical things would, uh, seemingly fall apart. How did you, how did your heart respond to that? What that look like? Yeah. So the, the first time that I think I really came face to face with understanding that this is a problem (laughs) was, um, we were pretty new in the recovery process. We probably had been working with and celebrate recovery and, and walking through our own recovery journey, you and I together for a year or so, maybe at this point. Um, and you know, at our Friday night celebrate recovery meeting, um, I was the one who was helping out and being responsible for making sure that everything on the screen was up, you know, like, you know, all those things. And one night in particular, I had a guy come up to me afterwards who later I found out also struggled with perfectionism. So it was a great combination for us to kind of butt heads in this. But, um, you know, he just said to me, you know, there was an extra space on that, you know, principle tonight, like, you know, before the period or whatever. And he made some comment to me, like, it drives me crazy when people can't get things right or something around that. Yeah. And it completely spun me out. Like mm. I, I physically went and hit for a while because mm. it just spun me out so badly. And I just kept replaying over and over in my head. Oh, I should have looked at it again. I should have done mm. this. I, and I've let everybody down and I'm such a failure, you know? And, and it was such a tiny thing that completely spun me out. And what I learned in that is that I did feel, physically, uh, shut off in those scenarios. And I had done it for a long time. I just hadn't realized, um, that's what was going on pre recovery. Um, but I also very much emotionally set, shut down. And so mm. when I had those things that would happen, um, that would kind of spin me out, I could keep it together physically a lot of times, but emotionally I would just completely shut down. So I didn't have to deal with what was happening in my heart. Mm. Wow. That's a, 
that's a hard picture. It makes my heart sad just just knowing and you know that took you to kind of a a wobbly place that that if I didn't get it just perfect, then that must say something about me. And those shame messages kind of kick in, and how many people struggle with that, right? And and we can kind of be guilty of that, you know that, and that really speaks to you know this gentleman. I mean, he wasn't trying to hurt you, but but just that rigidity um, inside himself, how that can create disconnection with people closest to us because I'm rigid with myself. I become rigid with you and, and it created a disconnection. So in that space that shame just kind of took you away and maybe I just need to be away from people and face this on my own. Yeah, absolutely. And just, and even trying to control my own emotions in that and trying to convince myself that, you know, this is not a big deal. Why are you, why are you acting like this? And just trying to not really wanting to answer that question for myself of why am I doing it? But just like, get yourself together and let's move on. And, and that was very much a go-to and maybe even a survival mechanism, you know, at some point uh, that I developed. Um, But definitely a very unhealthy practice uh, for me. Yeah. So that, that kind of that overriding message, I'm a failure and never enough. I'm never enough kind of a mindset. Is that kind of what you're saying? You'd kind of slip into that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, no one was harder. No one is harder on me than myself. Yeah. So even when, a statement like that may be made to me. It's still, I don't know that I necessarily hold that person responsible for the hurt. It's like, I'm, I'm beating myself up so much that, you know, no one can do it worse. You know, no one can beat my, me up more than I can. Yeah. And it's almost this, you know, a a self punishment kind of thing. Cause I should have done. Yes. Yeah. It, it reminds me even just those shame messages that, you know, even thinking of Adam and Eve in the garden, you know, that when they realized they got it wrong, instead of running back to the one who could make it right, they hid in the bushes and, and by their own power, grab their own fig leaves to cover that up. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of that picture you're painting there. Yeah. And the picture of control. <laughs> too because you know they grab their own fig leaves to cover themselves up like so many times you know i've done that i've i've done whatever i needed to do i've turned to busyness or i've turned to um apathy even you know just completely shutting down Mm. Uh, because if i can't do it right well then i just don't care i'm not going to do it at all And, and i've done that in all of my relationships i mean with you you know as my husband um with my children, with friends, you know, just hiding behind yeah. an emotional wall that you can't get through. Yeah. So that, that feels like a very frozen place because, and sometimes I've seen this even play out in my own life. If, if I can't get it perfect, then I won't do it at all. You can't say I failed if I didn't try at all. So it, sometimes it can create lack of movement or no movement because of that rigidity. Um, 
I might be prevented from living out some things that could potentially be a really fulfilling space for me, bring some blessing. Yeah, sure. Those spaces of where you you feel like, or I have felt like, yeah, I need to take a step out and I need to, you know, try this or that. Just knowing that, you know, God's like, come on, you can do this. I want you to try this, but just being so scared. Mm. And and not wanting to go there because I'm afraid I can't do it right. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's, that's, that's the heartbreaking part of perfectionism is it keeps, it takes us into this place of uh, believing that we are in control. And if, you know, so when things go well, the other side of that is, man, I'm killing it. You know, I'm, I'm just doing an amazing job. And so, we have high highs and low lows, uh, which can be a little bit deceiving and take us take us out of the mission that God has for us, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So um, what's that look like? Uh, actually, we'll, we'll take a quick break right here. And uh, when we come back, I want to kind of turn the corner and um, talking to Carol, my sweet bride, uh, about perfectionism and and how that can rear its ugly head and keep us from moving forward and living out a plan of excellence um, on God's mission for our lives. So stick with us and we'll continue the conversation when we come back. Well, hey, friends, we love to have you join us on this road we call recovery. Uh, every single Friday night, we meet broken people with broken people to face our hurts, our hangups and our habits. And we'd love for you to join us on this journey at our fellowship Fayetteville campus or fellowship Rogers campus. If you'd like to join us and want more information, go to fellowshipcr.org. And we hope to see you this Friday night. Welcome back. Talking with Carol, my sweet bride. I'm Rodney Holmstrom, um, the ministry leader at Fellowship uh, Roger Celebrate Recovery. And we're having a great conversation about perfectionism. And Carol, before we uh, left, we were just talking about how that that frozen, uh, one of those tendencies to get frozen because we're so rigid with ourselves. We um, It creates no movement in our life. Uh, I must get it just right. And just the really making space for the angst and the anxiety in that space um, to live in that that mindset of everything's got to get just right all the time. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? What's that angst? Um, how did that play out for you practically? Uh, and when was the kind of the turning point of, gosh, I need to face this because it can be a little bit disheartening to say, well, this is what I struggle with. And man, I hope it just doesn't get any worse. And, you know, maybe, maybe I just learned to live with this in a, in a way, but what, at what point did that kind of start turning the corner that maybe I need to address this? Yeah, sure. Well, I shared just a little earlier, just about a particular story where it first kind of came to light of where I'm, I struggle with this. And so um, you know, we talk about in recovery all the time that every time we do a step study group, you know, we have, we're just continually 
peeling back that onion or, you know, every time we attend a Friday night meeting, go to open share or whatever, just God is continually working on us because obviously we will never be perfect. Um, but I, I remember just really honing in, um, on that struggle of perfectionism and control in a particular step study group and just really being able to start unpacking, um, you know, what that is actually saying to me as a person and how that affects my identity. And so, um, I think that's kind of where that first started, you know, just to dig into why, why do I believe these things about myself and getting to the root cause of those? Um, but then being able to, to really start to trust, um, the Lord that when, when I, you know, feel this way, about something I feel like I failed in, like what the Lord is really um, saying to me about who I am Mm. and just really drawing on some of those tools that I was learning in recovery of, of, you know, surrendering it and and being able to lean into it and not hide it and not run from it, uh, but press into um, why I'm feeling that way. And um, that started to be a turning point uh, for me personally. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that frozen perfectionistic, um, mindset, you know, this is just the way it is. There's no movement at all. We're talking about just getting frozen. So we're stuck in this fixed mindset, but in a place of recovery, um, maybe you can unpack this a little bit, just, uh, kind of a moving into a growing mindset that, Hey, Something went wrong, but it's not an identity piece. Um, God, I need your help with this. Inviting God and other people into that, but not making it an identity piece, but using it as a way um, to to move forward in a healthy way, to grow and mature in that that space. Sure. Yeah, I think too, um, just from the standpoint of like, you know, things. You know, there there's a lot of common. Um, or popular things out right now that, you know, personality test and you're a this or a that. And, and I think those can be helpful to a point, but I, I do think for me, even personally, just kind of being stuck in, oh, well, this is my personality. Just like you said, well, this is how I am. Uh, God has gifted me with certain things. Um, and, and maybe, maybe the perfectionist side, maybe there's some things about that, that aren't, terrible. Yeah. You know, the Lord has made me a certain way and uh, where, at what point do I become okay with that and start to see those in a healthy way as a strength and be able to live those out in a healthy way. And it actually can become a strength, Yeah, you know, instead of it turning to the place of like, you know, this is going to spend me out because I didn't do it perfect. Well, God has gifted all of us with mm. certain things that we are good at. And so we have a common friend, you and I, Rodney, that has said many times um, that um, perfectionism and excellence are very different. Mm. Um, you know, obviously perfectionism is about being perfect, but excellence is just doing the best you can w- with what you've been given. Right. And so that just even that mindset of like, the Lord has gifted me with certain things that I'm good at, and there are things that I'm not good at. <laughs> mm. So how do I learn into those things that he has gifted me in positive ways and use them as strengths and start to see them as strengths and live out in a healthy way in those? Mm. Um, 
to where it doesn't identify who I am, but I'm able to use some of those things. And, and that's been good things that I've just processed with even you or, um, you know, a couple of, of trusted friends, um, you know, and especially just with the Lord. Um, so I remember one story in particular, this was, um, a couple of years ago. Um, but Rodney, you were really going through some, some health issues and, um, and this is more tied to the control side, um, of the perfectionism. Um, but I felt pretty helpless. Mm. Um, and, um, I remember it was in the middle of COVID and we were at the emergency room and, um, they let me stay with you in the emergency room, but then, um, they were going to admit you that night and do a heart procedure the next day. Mm -hmm. And, um, I couldn't go up to the room with you. I couldn't see you before your surgery because of visiting hours and all the kind of craziness that COVID brought in our healthcare system. Um, and I remember it was kind of the middle of the night when they admitted you and as they pushed you down the hallway, And I saw the doors close. Mm. I had to really come face to face with that. I was completely out of control. Mm. Um, And I had to get my car and drive home. And um, I just remember just crying all the way home. Mm. But this word kept coming to me, which was trust. And just know that, um, you know, that was definitely from the Lord. Yeah. Trust me. Trust me. Let go of the control. You can't do anything about this situation. Um, you've done everything right up to this point. Yeah. You've cared for him in the way that you need to. Um, and I've got this. You've done the best you can with, with what, what I was got. given. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I just remember going home, um, and going to bed and sleeping for a couple hours. And I remember when I woke up, just this incredible peace that I had not felt before. Mm. And knowing that regardless of what happened to you, regardless of, of what was happening, um, that the circumstances weren't defining who I was, the circumstances weren't defining how he loved mm. me, how he loved you. And how he saw the situation. And so it was just a really good, <laughs> even though it was hard, um, it was just a, a really good show of his faithfulness and how when I just let go yeah. and lean into those feelings and how I was feeling and being able to give that to him um, of just his faithfulness. And thankfully things turned out well. Right. Um, But I do know that if they hadn't, that he would have been there with me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, It makes me think, Carol, we've talked about this, but just the grace. um, We tend to look at grace as kind of the noun, which it is, you know, the unconditional uh, power of God available to us. Um, you know, the power of God is available to us to fulfill God's design for us. And what a great gift that is. But then there's the, the adjective side of this, that 
that it's unconditional and I can make mistakes, right? That grace means that when I make mistakes, I can invite God into that and saying, God, I got to be honest with you. I, I feel kind of vulnerable right now and I need you to come. It, this is not going too well. <laughs> I need, I need your help. Can you come into this space? And what I love about what you're, um, kind of unpacking, I love your heart, Carol, just, I'm uh, just drawn to you. You're sharing this and, and, uh, just wishing I could have held you in that space. But, um, what I love about, you know, the difference, kind of that perfectionistic, um, mindset versus this place of just doing the best we can with what we've been given. Um, perfectionism draws, uh, breeds disconnection, but this place of knowing that God's in control I'm going to do the best I can with what I've gotten and I'm going to invite him in when it, when it messes up, it, it breeds love and connection, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah. And I think back to just the grace piece, what you, what you were just talking about. I think one of the things that I've learned to walk through in that is if I'm, if I'm not, allowed allowing myself to give myself grace it Mm. what jesus has done for me is pointless yeah you know because his grace is enough his grace is sufficient i have to be willing to give myself that Mm. and as i've worked through the perfection side and the holding myself accountable for those things Mm. learning to give myself grace has been a huge part of that and as i learn to do that i can invite others in you know, because I'm not scared for them to see who I am now. Yeah. You know, and I can invite others into that and that, you know, creates that connection piece that's so yeah. vital. I love that because the fig leaf thing, right? If I can, if I can show people, you know, what I'm trying to hide, it's a vulnerable space, but, but it take takes us from a place of rigidity and, and anxiety to grace and peace God, thank you for putting people in my life that don't expect perfection out of me. And and um, I can make mistakes and I can invite you into this, Lord, and I can invite other people. And that's just a much healthier space to be in, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just that, and, and we've talked about this even at conferences when we've been on the road, but just the, you know, sometimes we can look at mistakes as failure but I like the curious posture and and such a good thing for us to be in that healthy place, to be curious about uh, what's coming up for us in this space. Uh, Are we showing our self compassion, which will then result in being curious and compassionate toward other people. But instead of looking at it as a mistake means I failed or I am a failure. Hey, this is great feedback, Lord. How can I grow through this? And I want to invite you through this, not just get through it, but grow through this. And what a beautiful uh, change of definition. Yeah. I think, you know, failure is an incredible teacher, right? Yeah. So, and I think, you know, I, I joke about this even with, with some of my, my coworkers sometimes, but you know, it's like, I always learn more when things are broken and I have to try to figure out, you know, what needs to be fixed in it. Um, and so that's a great, it's a great practical recovery lesson to me that when something's broken and I have to dig in and figure out what's wrong with it, 
and, and what needs to be done to get it back to a place where it's functioning correctly again. Mm. Like that's a great thing for me just to end my own heart, just to dig in and to lean into why am I feeling anxious? Why am I feeling sad today? Yeah, I love that. And just, you know, we go from this frozen place and perfectionism in this other place doing the best we can, knowing we're, we're broken and we're going to make mistakes to this place of movement. And we kind of just that picture of a bridge, you know, a bridge is not just standing still. It is actually moving with, with the earth balance, right? It's, it's actually, um, kind of ebb and flow. It's kind of allowing itself to breathe a little bit and move so that it can live out its full potential and purpose. And that's what God is, is doing for us in our life to, to be able to move forward, not afraid I'm going to fail, but with gratitude say, thank you, Lord, that even though I make mistakes, I don't have, your grace says that I can make mistakes. Your grace is unconditional. And then just the that other full definition is understanding that the power of God is available to me to fulfill your design for me, Lord, that I can make mistakes and I can invite you into this and I don't have to be perfect. I'm just going to do the best I can. And when I get it wrong, I'm going to invite you into that and say, God, that didn't go too well. I need your help. And what a, what a great difference that is, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that analogy. You certainly can't be flexible and learn to ebb and flow if you're stuck in perfectionism because there's one way. Yeah. But when we learn to let go of that, you know, sometimes God shows us a different way yeah. to do it. And in my experience, it's always been a better way. Mm. So wrapping up here, Carol, and I could talk for hours on this with you, but what do you say to somebody that's in the middle of that? They're kind of in that, that same space that you were describing with the one that had to go hide in the closet kind of thing, right? What, what do you say to that person that's struggling with trying to get it just perfect all the time? Yeah. Um, I, I would say one of the first steps is to invite someone else in that with you. Hmm. Uh, because I think one of the biggest things for me, uh, was, was knowing that, um, I had to face that, but I had to speak it out loud. I had to bring someone else into that. And, and yes, I mean, the Lord is there for me and I can process that with him, but there's just something about bringing someone else into it with me mm. personally that makes it real. And that means that I have to deal with it now. Mm. And so I would say, you know, find a trusted person in your life and be real with them. Mm. And, and it's a process you know, you, you, you can't, it's hard to go in and just start spilling everything. Mm. <laughs> if you're not used to doing that, if you're not re used to being real and honest, but find someone that you can start to process some of these things with someone that you trust. Um, and, and I think that would be, that's a huge first step. And, and obviously bring the Lord into that with you. Um, don't continue to try to push it away. You have to start dealing with it. Yeah. So good. Well, I sure love you, and I thank you for your heart, and, and I'm so grateful for um, just that we're lifelong learners together in this, and, and thank you for trusting the Lord in this. So I just, just want to speak to those that are listening right now that might be struggling with perfectionism. Just want you to know you're not alone. God's grace 
is his powerful design to put inside of you to help you live out uh, a purpose in life to do the best you can with what you've been given. And I love that he does it. It's this unconditional love that gives that resounding message that I can make mistakes. God will still love me and I can make it through that and grow through that process. Hey, we'd love for you to join us at Celebrate Recovery on Friday nights. You can join us on both campuses, Fellowship Fayetteville, Fellowship Rogers. And as always, we'd love for you to join us. Maybe it's perfectionism. Maybe it's another hurt, hang up or habit. Uh, It doesn't matter what it is. We'd love for you to join us. But thanks for listening today. We hope you'll join us next time. Until then, God bless you.